Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Rossi. With me this week, as always and every week, which is great because that means I know who they are and I'm not constantly surprised, are my two wonderful co-hosts, uh, Liz Harper and Joe Perez. Why don't you guys say hi to everybody? Howdy! Hi! I'm surviving under a mountain of plastic. Yes, he is surviving under a mountain of plastic. But we don't need to actually explain what that means or give people any context <laughs> whatsoever. Instead, let's talk about getting your epic purple shirt in world of warcraft because you have two days i think because today is the 26th is uh, that correct? T- today is the 27th <laughs> oh my god what As is, we are recording time? This is the 27th the uh purple shirt transmog you can get from amazon prime gaming is available through the 28th and on the 29th it will switch over to a mount which i forget the name of swift shore strider mount according to your email yes uh, yes, it's it's like uh, it's what do you call them? It's the the, it's the ostrich bird. things. Yeah, it's a bird. Yeah, it's, it's an like ostrich if, thing. if you played a if you played a blood knight. It's a, a chocobo. Elf, right? Let's call it what it is. It's okay. it. I thought it was more like uh, more like the ones in in uh, Mulgore, which are something different because they don't have feathers in the same way. Uh, it might be, but even then, it's still big, <laughs> big bird mount. So it's it is okay. It's the same yeah, skeleton. That's the big bird mount. Yeah. I mean, it's not a crane either, but uh, while we're talking about that, the next thing we're going to talk about is probably Hearthstone related anyway. So we're going to talk about all the Hearthstone stuff kind of going at once because we've got a new announcement from today, I think, about the next expansion, uh, which is Hearthstone Titans. Uh, I don't. I don't know exactly what that means other than it's going to be Titan themed. Like I'm, I'm assuming it's going to have cards. Like there's a picture of a card of ENR here. So I'm assuming we're going to have Titans as minions and I'm going to assume they're relatively expensive because she's a 10. Yeah. She's a 10 on her little, I forget what that's called. 10 points. Like what? Mana. It's mana. mana. Yeah, yeah. That's an expensive card. So uh, initially Titans can't attack each turn. You, there's a lot of interesting stuff here about how these cards are going to play and how they're going to change the game around. Uh, it looks to be an interesting expansion. There's new keywords as well. Um, Ma- Keyword Magnetic is coming back. Uh, I actually remember that one. So, you know, that, that's not bad. Liz, do you have anything you want to talk about on this one before we move on to talk about other stuff? I mean, I, I think it's cool that they're going into this uh, Titan theme kind of the same time we're, we're really in World of Warcraft kind of looking back and talking about tier a lot. So it's interesting that Har- I always love Hearthstone's kind of weird mirror universe of World of Warcraft. And it's interesting when you can kind of look at them side by side. We have not seen all the cards for this expansion yet, but we are getting these special Titan cards, which I believe there are one, there's one for each class. Um, I, I I love new Hearthstone expansion time, but uh, 
it, it is kind of, it's very cyclical. You you get a new Hearthstone expansion, it's okay. There's going to be 145 new cards, and we're going to get some new keywords, and we're going to get some new card types, and then we're going to do it all again in three months. I'm just ex- interested in the fact that they're going to have 11 Titans. L- Listen, uh, I'm just jealous you get to wait three months. <laughs> well, just 11 Titans, that's, that's like twice the amount we have in, in World of Warcraft right now. So... They're actually some of these aren't canonical it's, to WoW, like they mentioned Amidus. I'm interested to see them, and I'm interested to see if later on they show up. Um, we haven't gotten a lot of stuff coming to WoW from Hearthstone, but we have had a oh, few things. We we had we have we, had a few things. Yeah, I remember there was stuff in Ungoro that that came over. Um, I think the Tartolan were pretty heavily in Hearthstone before they made it the jump to WoW. Yes, I'm not sure so. if they were in before WoW. Before they were the before they were featured in Battle for Azeroth, yes, they were they were in Hearthstone mainly first. We had a couple Tortolans here and there, but that's where they really got their their time to shine. The time to shine. Wow, time to shine, baby. <laughs> uh, there are a few uh, characters scattered around Dragonflight, which were originally in Hearthstone, like AFK, uh, capital A, capital K. Wait, duh. A F and then K K A Y as a as a name who's a character in Hearthstone Battlegrounds is uh I think she's in that kind of black dragonflight area in uh anyway. Uh it is it is fun to see what cross pollinates between these things. Yeah, and I'd be interested to see if any of this stuff comes through because it would be it would have pretty big implications. Um but right now you never, we don't know. you never know. You never know with Hearthstone. Yep. Uh, but we should probably also talk about the the twist beta because um, you you mentioned that in the email, which you know, thank you, I didn't know about it. Uh, the beta season is going to be ending in like less than a week. It ends on July first, and then today is the twenty seventh, as you pointed out. J- July first is Saturday, so it launched today, and, and it ends Saturday. Yeah, so um, it's I find it kind of weird that they decided to do this such a short little season. I mean, Hearthstone Twist, I believe we talked about this last week, is just a new constructed game mode that has special rules. And in this case, the rule is that you cannot use any neutral cards in your deck. You can only use class cards. So that it does shake it up in some interesting ways. I tried to play it a little bit this afternoon. It's pretty fun. I didn't think it felt super different from just playing regular constructed but it's kind of a nice change of pace but it's also they're throwing this out and then in just a few days it's like this season of testing is over and i'm not sure actually if they're going to are we going to go right into another season are we going to do more testing or what what's happening what what are you getting out of these like three four days of testing I mean, that's an interesting question. I mean, are they doing it to test, you know, how it plays? Are they doing it to test stability? Like, you know, they might be just trying to see if if they can have it up and ready to go. Because we don't know when this is going live, do we? No, not not for real live, but... Yeah, so there could be a, lo- a lot of things they're looking to figure out. But um, in addition to that, uh, let's see if there's anything else Hearthstone need to mention. No, I think we're pretty done on Hearthstone. Oh, no, no, here we go. Uh, on July 1st and July 2nd, there's going to be 24 hours of Hearthstone Twitch drops, which is 11 free packs to earn by watching Hearthstone it's, on Twitch. It's just a lot. Are you the supposed last, to watch 24 hours of Hearthstone? That, I got to ask you that before we move on. No, no. It's just like over 24 hours, but you do need to watch a lot of hours. Um, Hearthstone has been doing lately like very short drop windows, but with like a lot of things you can earn. The last window they did was only a day or two also, and this one's like literally 24 hours. So they're really trying to, to push you to be like staring at your computer screen watching a lot of Hearthstone. You know, free packs though. Free packs are free packs. I'm uh, into 11 it. of them if you watch Hearthstone no, on Twitch. 11 of them. That, that's, a, that's a lot of Hearthstone. Okay. Um, okay, we covered that. Uh, do, do, do. Yeah, we should probably talk about this one too. We also know that in, ter- in terms of watching Twitch to get drops of stuff, this week the Diablo 4 one continues with Barbarian stuff. Um, last week was Druids, I believe, if Joe was to be trusted. He usually is, unless he's plotting. <laughs> Occasionally. But, mm. yeah. So that's if you're trying to, to get those drops. Uh, it's three hours of watching various Diablo 4 Twitch streams. Is that, am I correct on this? It's uh, three hours. There are two pieces you can collect. It's three hours for the first one and three hours for the second one. So six hours in total. Okay. For 
It's a weapon recolor and then a back cosmetic of some kind. Neat. Uh, that's yeah. I don't got much else to say on that one, guys. Watch Diablo Four stuff on Twitch. Get get stuff. Um, but well, can't go wrong that. with transmog. Yeah. Can't go wrong in, in any game. Speaking of not going wrong with transmog, uh, <laughs> the trading post rewards for World of Warcraft for July uh, were revealed. I think today, if not today, yesterday. I yeah. time is melting. Today. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But there's some interesting stuff in here. Um, first off, apparently the month, like if you pull off the whole month, like if you if you do all enough stuff in the month, you get a new dragon riding mount. Where I'm I'm not sure if it's an appearance for a currently existing dragon riding mount or a whole new one. Uh, do we know? Like, do we have any idea? About I mean, these? it looks like it looks like a new mount. Yeah. They didn't really give us details on like, oh, is this just a skin or an appearance, or is this just a whole new mount? It looks like a new mount. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Nether Drake, um, which is I super cool. The Grotto Nether Drake or something. Also, I mean, Joe, there's a new fist weapon. I know the, the fists of polar fury. So yeah, I know. Yeah, you shaman should be looking <laughs> for that. A uh, lot, actually, a lot of stuff here. Um, a really nice shield. Uh, really nice looking black mace thing actually it's kind of a purple color uh the um, ensemble this that this month is actually uh, in my opinion better than the last two months ensemble that's been out because the last two months ensemble has been a little it's been like you have a hood you don't have a hood which is great um but this is like a full set of leathers hmm, yeah it is the sylvan stalkers leathers yeah and it looks very similar to rogue sets i've seen before uh, I, I don't. I can't tell you if it's a specific one. It probably is. I'm not an expert on that. Kind of the, the, the I was gonna say the big thing that we should probably talk about are the uh, two the the pet and the one of the two mounts that'll be available for purchase with points. So I guess Matt's gonna be quiet here. So I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> um, the spectral tiger club is tiger club oh. tiger cub, uh, which was don't a club tigers guys. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> But it was originally a TCG only item is now going to be in the shop for seven hundred and fifty uh what rubies, whatever the whatever the the coin and is. Traders, traders tender. Um and then Tyrael's oh, chart. I listen, I've been playing Zelda, okay? <laughs> um then Tyrael's Charger, which was a shop slash promotion item from way back when I want to say Wrath ish. It was, it was with the Diablo, Diablo 3 launch. Diablo 3 launch. Yeah. 2012. 2012. But it was also it was also available as a drop when the Treasure Goblin event was going on in WoW. You yeah. could get it off a of Treasure Goblin. So, yeah, that one's been all over the place. And then there's another one that's going to be available, which is a recolor of the Amber Scorpion from uh, Dread... What is it? The Dread Wastes? Yeah. From the Claxi, the uh, the Wakener. Uh it's the Reigns of the Fell Crystal Scorpion, which is very, very green. And I yeah. don't know how I feel about that, because it is very green. green. Uh yeah. There's also some good plain old cosmetic transmog awards. For example, uh ones that I'm going to mention here, uh the ones I was mentioning, but I'm gonna mention this one. Conquest, which is a two handed sword that if you've never seen it, it looks like Armageddon from Nexramas. Go look that up if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, it is a large two-handed sword with a lot of leather wrapped around it and several joints in it that don't make any sense. Uh, it is beautiful and I love it, but it is it's it's it can be tricky to get. And they've put this model back into the game several times now. Like there's this model is actually a drop uh, in Shadowlands. There's a weapon that drops that has this model, and now they've made it gettable from the the trading posts. So. Um, it's actually not terribly expensive in terms of its cost. Uh, it is 600 traders tender, which is, you know, and it's a slightly nicer color. Like it's a light blue as opposed to the sort of gray and ominous look that, that the original has. So yeah, th there's that kind of thing. There's the trans ensemble that Joe mentioned, which is apparently a green recolor of a Legion PVP set. Now that I'm mm -hmm. reading it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's that's interesting. There's other like there's other even cheaper ones. Like there's there's two ensembles that are basically just a hundred traders tender for hood and cloak transmogs. The fist of polar fury is a hundred and seventy five traders tender, and it's a recolor. Uh, always a yeah, it's a recolor of pride. The sinister fell staff that's a staff transmog at all, which is basically Goldon's walking stick. Um, Mephistroth's razor is. They just call it a 1H sword transmog. It happens to be a 1H sword transmog of a model 
that originally dropped in uh, Burning Crusade from the Mount Hyjal raid. Uh, it is a purplish, I guess, even more evil recolor of that. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of there's interesting always, stuff here. There's always interesting stuff, but I think I think everyone's just really excited to see new dragon riding mounts. And we only we just got a new dragon riding mount in yes. patch 10.1, which doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Because it wasn't. We're going to be getting 10.1.5 this month coming, right? Yes. <laughs> in the middle of this month coming, you're also going to get uh, another patch. Yeah. What is so time? much? Yeah. So much happening. But if you look at the original Blizz article, uh, they don't specify if this is a skin or if it's a new it's a new mount or what. They're actually calling it the Grotto <laughs> Netherwing Drake mount. That's what they're calling it. So it it sounds like it's a new mount. It doesn't sound like it's a skin for an existing mount. And the the skeleton of it doesn't exactly match our existing dragon riding mounts. So it's. Yeah, it really does look like something brand new. Very interesting. Yeah, what do you guys think of it? I mean, I think it's kind of an interesting kind of like light greenish color to it. Uh, maybe slate gray would be a better term. Uh, would do you looking forward to dragon riding around on it? Oh, I will. I'm absolutely going to. I also think it's interesting that we're getting a, another, a, essentially another Drake mount because we were talking about where are the Nether Drakes? When are they going to come back? And this might be a precursor to maybe seeing more of them in the. Maybe the future. This is me pulling, you know, speculation out of a mount because why not? <laughs> <laughs> because you, can, you know, frankly, we'd like this to happen. So and, also, if you're gonna, you know. and it wouldn't be the first time. No, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've also been supposedly reworking the heart of the aspects mount to be a dragon riding mount or a dragon riding skin. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with dragon riding. Apparently, they've they've been working on new stuff for it this whole time. Liz, did you have something? I, I thought I, I might have interrupted you. I'm I'm just I love the Nether Drakes and I ground out that whole Nether Drake quest to buy all of the Nether Drake mounts way way back in Burning Crusade when it was like horrible. It was so horrible. <laughs> yes, it was not good. Yeah, now now you can just do it like if it's a if it's a time walking weekend, you can just go and like do it in like a day or something. But back way back then, it was, I remember. You were Every Nax run we would do, uh, there would be that egg that would drop off of a nether spite. And my God. Karazhan. Over that thing. Yes, Karazhan, sorry. And everybody would fight up over that thing. Like just, mm-hmm. you know, the entire raid, that thing would drop and everybody would be way more interested in that that egg than they were in anything that nether spite <laughs> actually drop. <sighs> good times, good times. All of that, all of that, the WoW's original dragon races back in, back grinding for your name mount. And now we're getting a new nether wing mount. Maybe that means we're getting new dragon riding races out in uh, TBC content. Hmm. I mean, we know they're doing the Kalimdor Grand Prix in 10.15, so we're going to get some dragon racing content out there. It would be really cool to see them go back to Outlands and and rig up some new dragon races for us back in the old uh, Netherwing area. That would be cool! I really hope they do that. Now that you've said that, now I'm going to pin all of my hopes on this one little thing that you've speculated about. And when it doesn't happen, I'm going to be really sad. You, ra- that happens. you raised her hopes and then dashed them quite expertly, sir. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. And that leads me to talk about something else. That's pretty cool. A lot of Diablo four patch notes dropped today and they've already like have been hot fixed into the game. Like I, I got a download when I logged on. And there is, there's a ton of stuff happening here. Like a lot of it was just straight up dungeon fixes, bug fixes, things like that. Um, but some of it is just straight up changes. Um, the local co-op changes, a lot of issues fixed. Quests, again, it's a lot of fixed up, you know, stuff fixed, IUI fixes. But they've changed a lot of leveling stuff. Um, for example, Experience rewards significantly increased the experience awarded for completing nightmare dungeons, significantly increased the experience we, gained from killing monsters in nightmare dungeons. Uh, you're saying Liz? We did know that was happening though. That a lot of this came up in uh, the live stream they did the week before last. Yeah. And they said they were really, they didn't intend people to level by chain running normal dungeons, which is what was happening. People were finding like the most efficient normal dungeons to run for experience. And they would do those over and over and over and over again. And that wasn't what Blizzard intended to be this chain grind. Uh, So they, they were intended to try and make nightmare dungeons more appealing because nightmare dungeons add random affixes. They help you level up your glyphs. And that seems like it was kind of, 
what Blizzard intended us to be doing at Endgame, but instead people were just running normal dungeons. So now they're giving more experience, and you can also teleport directly to them so you don't wind up having to run all over the map and spend half of your game writing from dungeon to dungeon. You can yeah. just go there and do the dungeon. I've got I think several. Both great. Yeah, I've got several uh, sigils that I haven't used because I don't know where exactly where the dungeon is. It's kind of like <laughs> uh, I know I've been here, but where is it again? So yeah, that'll that'll be nice. Uh, but also, Hellside chests now provide substantially more bonus experience when opened. Uh, so if you're running through the Helltide and you pop open like a you know like oh I've got ninety um, whatever the things are called the the the, sin, the corrupted uh, ashes yeah. or whatever. Ember, uh, ooh, I don't yeah, know. Whatever. So many things with such similar names. Yeah, but you've got like, oh, I got 92 of them and there's a 75 chest over here and we've only got two minutes. Yeah, I should go click that. You'll get a little, you'll get a bump of experience. The, the experience that you were getting for doing that will will be will be higher, the more bonus experience when you open them. Um, also, they're significantly increasing the rewarded experience from completing individual whispers across the board. So when you're going around doing the like the one or three uh, whisper the, the dark favor deals uh, when you're doing the grim favors and you, you know, you do one that rewards one grim favor, it'll give more experience now. Uh, and finally, this one is an issue fix, but it's a good issue fix uh, fixed an issue where no experience was, re- was awarded for completing the holdout style event that can occur after finishing dungeon objectives. Um, and that's good because that that's annoying, quite frankly, uh, there was a, quite a lot of that I did not like. And they've also changed a lot of classes. Like, there's a lot of stuff. If you go and look at the various balance changes, um, classes are getting a lot. Um, I'll go look at, say, druids, because, you know, I, I know Joe cares about druids. Uh, so, yeah, looking at all the various things here. Uh, for instance, the base damage of Earth Spike has gone from 16% to 17%. Spirit generation increased from 10 to 11 And fierce... Uh, Earth spike fortify increased from four percent to eight percent. So that then it goes on like wind shear got a slight buff. Every, yeah, every every class they're just uh, they're, it's a big balance pass. Yeah. They're doing a big balance pass. They're adjusting things up and down, and they're definitely trying to. It feels like they're definitely trying to give us more rewarding things to do at end game yep. because I think I know both you and me, Matt, have felt like the game slows down a lot. The you know, other, after the, you get into your 50s, yeah. 60s, 70s. Oh, it definitely the other does. Day, yeah. Yeah. The other day when I was trying to get to 75 and it was like, I couldn't for various reasons. Like for instance, like I'd find a dungeon that had like, you know, go do this and get five grim favors. And it would take me just long enough to get through it that I'd have to stop and go do something in my real life. And then I'd have to go find another dungeon, but it can, I, it has to at least give me half an hour to finish this thing. You know, you can't, I can't do it in 20 minutes. And it was just like, Oh Lord, it, every, every Paragon point I'm getting is like agony. Cause it feels like it's taking forever. And then they had the server issues cause they were getting DDoS. So I couldn't log on to finish when I had like, so I had like 20,000 XP left and I couldn't get on to, to, <laughs> to get it. And I was like, ah, so yeah, it, it's definitely something. I haven't actually been doing a lot of nightmare dungeons because it's like, you look at the affixes and you look at, you know, you get, you can die four times. I'm like, I can die four times doing a normal sometimes, you know, you're telling me I'm going to die. If I die four times, I'm done. That's up in that's strict up in act four. When uh, not act four, uh, world tier four, it can get really easy to die. Yeah. Just in normal dungeons. I was really enjoying Nightmare Dungeons on World Tier 3, but I haven't tried any in World Tier 4 because, as you say, it's very easy to die in a... Yeah, it is. World Tier 4 just feels weird to me. Like, I'll go into a dungeon... Harder. It's because of the weird thing where, like, they, they can ignore 40% of your various resistances. Mm-hmm. And it just means that you just take more damage no matter what you do. Um, yeah. So you have to kind of, like, be always be on, do I have a button for this? Do, do I have to hit a potion? Uh, I got a pants, like one of the random affixes to my pants is that they added four potion slots, five potion slots. So instead of like nine, I have like 14 <laughs> and I, I don't know how I'm going to go back to, to not having like to only having nine because I used all 14 <laughs> the other day. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, it, it is, it, there's just a lot of splash damage and it's like, it comes down to, do they have the things that can really mess you up? Like, can they freeze you in place? 
If they have a freeze and they can hit you with it, you can literally be standing there trying to get out, trying to hit buttons. Nothing is working. And if they hit you again and freeze you again, that's it. You're done. You're just going to die now. Uh, And the bigger a track is, the more easily that can happen. I find it interesting that when I'm playing, when I'm playing a dungeon in tier four, world tier four is it's not the boss that's a problem. It's never the no, boss that's no, a problem. No, 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 no. Yeah. You, will, you will fight through that dungeon. It's like blood, sweat, and tears. You've died like five times because of the packs of elites with different affixes and everyone. It can or, be really or the fact rough that some you of your abilities of- go through walls and pull next rooms over. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're just fighting these packs of elites and it's murder. And then you get to the boss and it's like, that didn't even feel like trash fight. It's so simple because it doesn't feel like the bosses have any have scaled up at all. I mean, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they do more damage, but they don't feel it doesn't add as much complexity as just adding additional elites with additional like affixes. Because yeah, you can end up in a situation where you're you're fighting like three trash mobs, and then all of a sudden there's like six elites, each that have like multiple, and if they have vampiric on them. Oh my, like to die. Vampiric is the worst thing ever because they will go to full health. If they hit you once, they hit you once, they will go to full health. And it's like, this guy is never going to die. I'm <laughs> never going to kill this guy. The the one I have trouble with is the, there's a fire one where they shoot out a fireball thing in three directions from them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it changes which three directions. It changes, yeah, changes directions. Uh, I got one of those that was a teleporter and he would follow me around and teleport right next to me and then shoot off a fireball and get like a third of my health. And, uh, you know, if I'm in a group that has two of those, then there's there's no way to dodge two of them, three of them sometimes. Yeah. It's like just, if you don't have the ability to drop something that will just say, I don't take damage right now, then you are yeah. going to go down. And it takes a lot of time to kill them because everything has more health and yeah. you're doing less damage to it. When so you talked about bosses. Here's a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, today, while I was, I was just testing out the, the patch before we, I came on, I was doing, um, what's the name of that dungeon? It doesn't matter which dungeon it was. It's one of the desert <laughs> ones. Uh, one of the ones that's an archive. I was doing one of the ones in Kedjistan that's a desert with an archive and I'm, I'm running around and I cleared a room and then, as I'm going to the next room, I hear the chain sound and realize it's the butcher. So I don't go oh, in no. immediately and let him come out. No, he's uh-huh. nothing. He is nothing to me. Wow. I have no trouble with him. Uh, and you know why I don't have any trouble with him? My chest plate gives me 10,000 thorns. <laughs> he kills himself hitting me. But if there were, if he'd had even one trash with him, I would have run away. Like if they pulled out with him, because mm-hmm. while I'm fighting him, I can't have one of those teleporting mage dudes popping around, freezing me in place. Then I'm done. I'm done if he can if I get frozen once with the butcher hitting mm-hmm. him. Because the only way I'm getting through it is every time he starts to wind up on me, I hit iron skin and I don't take the damage. But he does. He hurts himself. But if I don't can't do that just because some guy froze me once or made me run away in terror, you know, like the fear thing they put on the ground and you oh, yeah, up and that's rough. do anything like that. And he's going to just kill me in three hits. So it's, it's easy, but you ha- it's active in a way that I never really had in Diablo three. When it's something I find interesting about this game, Diablo three, when you get to a certain power level, you didn't even care. You would just march through things. With this, even when you know, oh, I can take this guy, it's not a problem, you still need to be on the ball with your abilities. And sometimes with the trash, you got like, I've seen 30 trash pulls, like a, like a solid 20 of it was practically nothing. But if you got five elites with a whole ton of little guys, the elite yeah. do their various thing to you. And then the ton of little guys just starts hitting you over and over again. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to be dead before I can hit a potion. I'm, I'm just, there's no way. I don't know how I'm getting through this bowl. See, I love those, pull- and, I, and I love those pulls because I'm playing Earth Bear, Earth Bear Pulverize, and it, <laughs> it just I, I love them. The more the more stuff that's there, the faster it dies for me. I See, love it. I mean, I've seen people like I, I watched a level ninety druid pull like that in the outside world and get destroyed, and he was doing pulverize. He was a big bear. No, sometimes you'll you'll run into this. You will hit this. Are you doing torment yet? Not yet. When you hit torment, you will adjust. Oh, yeah. You 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 will. The number, adjust. the number of elites in an area has just skyrocketed in this yeah, difficulty, and is. all of their their. If you get a combination of affixes that is particularly bad, it will just 
melt you so fast. It feels like such a big difficulty jump. Yeah, it, it, I'm only, like, like I said, I only managed to get to 76 like, this week. Uh, and I'm only just starting to feel like I can handle things. And even then, like I said, one bad move and I'm, I'm, I'm done. So yeah, it is, but I'm, I'm interested in these changes. I think that a lot of them are good. The bug fixes are of course good. You should always do bug fixes, but I also like the balance pass. I like that everybody got something. Uh, I like it when they do that as opposed to like some classes get something and some classes get nothing. Uh, I like that they did something for every class and, and most of it seems to be positive. Like I was looking at the necromancer stuff and I didn't see any nerfs. And if they're going to nerf a class, it would be no. necromancers. Why would they nerf necromancers? We're so weak and powerless. Why would you want to harm us? Sweet necromancers. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, there's like the, the spiked hour, abil- the spiked armor ability got, went up. Uh, there's just a lot of good stuff here for every class. So I'm perfect. I'm really happy about it. I'm my druid is going to get played more because I'm loving what they did with lightning storm. Uh, they made enhanced lightning storm uh, six seconds up from four. And Primal Lightning Storm's chance to immobilize is increased to 12%. It was 8%. That's super sweet. That is beautiful. I love that. Um, so, yeah. But that's basically it for news. Do you guys have any, any, something else we haven't covered? Well, there was a big Hearthstone Battlegrounds patch today, but I don't know enough about it to talk about it, which is why I did not drag it up earlier. <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. mention it. It's there. Yeah, it's there. There's so the Hearthstone just decided to say, okay, everything, everything going on, we're gonna do it all today, right now, right now. Okay. Um, but I think at this point we're gonna move on to do some emails. I'm gonna ask Joe for a favor because I'm having really bad eyes today. Do you mind reading them all, Joe? Yeah, sure, not a problem. All right, let's start with the first one, which comes from our friend Six K. Oh, actually, no, let me do the spiel. Let me do the spiel to help out here. Uh, if you have questions for this or any of our podcasts, be sure to send those in to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, you can go ahead and specify what show it's for so that Matt and I don't have to fight over them. Uh, if you want to hit us up on our Discord server, you can do so. We have two channels set aside. One for everyday use, which is our just our Q and podcast questions channel. And then one is a way of saying thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, it's the Patreon Q and podcast questions channel. We tend to look there first, again, as a way of saying thank you for helping us keep the lights on. Uh, but the first question does come from 6K. Uh, I have a point of interest I wouldn't mind seeing discussed. Dragonflight as a whole, to me, seems to be one of the more polished and connected expansions I feel like I've played in WoW. I was wondering if a big part of this was because they dropped the faction conflict as a whole for this expansion. Now, instead of making an expansion for two sides, doubling the effort in some ways, they were able to focus on making an expansion for a single player experience. Do you prefer this or do you miss the days of scene and duality in certain quest lines and stories? Uh, I'll start, I guess. There's value in both, right? Like there's, there's nothing wrong with having conflict. And Matt and I have talked about this on lore watch a lot right the conflict can breed good story it, it can lead to uh good interesting storytelling however the problem with the faction divide is it got stale right we were revisiting the same thing that happened when we first started playing world of warcraft we were revisiting the same thing that we were doing uh towards the you know in cataclysm and in uh mist of pandaria and battle for azeroth while still trying to have a cohesive story. I think Dragonflight benefits from having that focused effort of you can still do different things. Like you could still have quests that like Horde can do, uh, and you can still have ones that, you know, Alliance can do, or they have different results or they have different um, st- like dialogue options based off of that. But ultimately, like Dragonflight is an experience where we're learning about something bigger than us and eliminating the conflict allows us to focus on that and focus on that story. And I do agree. I think that the quality and polish, while all the expansions that we've played up to this point have had their merits and we can argue which one is the best, they just continue to get better as they continue to, you know, polish things and and work on things and make them more accessible and and expand the offerings of what we can do during end game like they're doing something or at least trying to make it better every pass and dragonflight benefits from that quite well and i do think the focus is a does have a good merit to it for for why that's the case um liz what do you think I think one thing that Blizzard has struggled with when they've done narratives that hit two sides that are different for each side of the faction, each faction, 
is that sometimes the factions get a drastically different experience, which is not necessarily a positive one for the story. And, uh, well, I mean, Battle for Azeroth is like the example of this. Because we did have really great narratives for both sides. They were really strong narratives. But uh, you went into the first raid for Battle for Azeroth, which I'm going to say wrong because it was Aldir or Alduar or all something. Aldir. It was one of those. Aldir. You're right. Aldir. I got it right the first time. Okay. You did. And it's like the Horde have a whole lead up into Aldir about why they're going there and they're fighting off these blood trolls and they have this whole storyline leading them to Cahoon and... They have a reason to be there. This is in their territory. This is a problem they have been dealing with. And they go into this, uh, they go into the raid because of it. The reasons they go are obvious. What's going on in the raid is obvious. And an alliance, it's just like, well, okay, we're here. Hi. I guess this is a raid entrance. There's a very Uh, short quest if you've done, like, the campaign to, like, invade various horde places. But it's not, it's, it's not fleshed it's, out. It's barely. Yeah, there. it's, and uh, you get a similar thing for the, oh my gosh, what's, what's the three boss raid, the two or three boss raid in Battle of Oh, Crucible of Storms. Yeah, that's it. Crucible of Storms is a small raid in Alliance territory and the Alliance have a whole quest chain about what's going on here. What's going on with the Tide Speakers? Why are we going here? And the Horde is just like, oh, I read the patch notes and there's a new raid today. So we're going to go there. And so sometimes you get things that feel just weird, like there's a reason for us to be here, but there's not any reason for you to be here. So, but, uh, well, we've got two factions here, so you got to go come here too. It's just, uh, sometimes it makes for awkward storytelling. And uh, Blizzard, it's weird Blizzard too. hasn't, uh, yeah, yeah, go. Uh, I'm just going to say it's weird too, because in the same expansion, they also did the battle for Dizarre lore. Dizarre lore, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, wow. They did a good job on that one, despite the fact that it was two different experiences. It was like that was, the Horde, the horde uh, are defending it and the Alliance are attacking it. And I think that that raid is some of the most astoundingly good storytelling Blizzard has ever done anywhere, bar and none. It, and they did it despite the fact that they were yeah, telling two different stories. And here's the thing. I don't think faction difference or even faction conflict are bad. Joe and I have talked about it. Yeah, you heard is what he said. I agree with all of that. I don't even think it's bad to have different quests for different factions. Like I old, you know, vanilla world of Warcraft, uh, whatever you want to call it, had completely different quest lines for the Horde and the Alliance. And it worked fine. The problem is when you have, when you're basically deciding, okay, how much time do we have to make this expansion? Because they're trying to make it every other year, right? And if you're trying to make it every other year, it becomes exponentially harder to design completely different quests for both factions. It's just a lot of work. And I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm not saying that they won't ever do it again. I'm just saying you have to think about that. One of the reasons I think Dragonflight feels so polished and Shadowlands feels a little odd and and out of place is that Shadowlands feels an awful lot like the expansion, the equivalent of laying ground for the future. Yes, it was the setup. We talked about that before. Like it, yeah. it was planting seeds for for future storylines to sort of come back to or jump off from or quite literally be born from. Right. And it, and it also kind of had to be the expansion after the big we hate each other. You know, what was it like? Was it like, I hate you. I never want to see you again. And now it's like, OK, we're both going to be here. We're just going to kind of side eye at each other and not we're not going to draw attention to each other. We're not going to like really address the fact that that we're you know, that you're over there and we're over here, except, of course, that I'm still going to have to talk to Thrall and 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 uh, get quests from him and so forth. And you're still going to have to talk to Jaina, who at one point wanted to literally destroy you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's awkward. And so I feel like because Dragonflight had that space, like the, the narrative, like three year jump. And because, you know, the, the mission of Dragonflight is much less involved with these big names of our various factions. And instead it's big names of people who were never in either faction or, like Khadgar kind of forget that they were ever in one of the factions. Um, yeah. Well, let's be honest. Khadgar's a neutral agent at this point. Oh yeah, totally. And and I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm just saying that because the characters aren't those characters, the, you know, Alex Straza never once showed up and said, burn the horde. Um, so I, I don't feel it. 
there are certainly some storytelling problems to be drawn out of various oh, character sure. stories here. Uh, I'm looking right at quest where Alex Raza is like, yeah, sure. Go ahead and make bad things happen to me again. That, that, that was necessary. And it's good that you preserved the timeline. They've, they've, they've changed that quest. Yes, yes they did. They yes. did. But that's my, my example of where there is still stumbling ground. Um, hmm. But I mean, for that matter, you know, we saw that. I think Joe's right on the money too. With the, he says, you know, we have seen this before. Like, Missa Pandaria pretty much should have handled this. Yeah. To the point where we went back to Orgrimmar again at the end of, of Battle for Azeroth and kind of we're like, this time we're not going to do a whole raid. We're just going to like have a cinematic that explains what's going on. Um, and it was a fine cinematic. I've never, I don't think I've complained about a Blizzard cinematic in years at this point. Uh, but it still felt odd that suddenly, okay, so now we're all on board with going to Nihilotha. I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, this, <laughs> this was like the worst segue I've ever seen. Like, um, okay, sure. Uh, sorry. You're dead. Uh, although you really wanted to be dead. So so congratulations, I guess. I don't know if having gotten that to happen for you. Um, sure. Yeah. Just no bond out Silvana so we can go fight a tentacle monster anyway. So, so I feel like, yes, there is certainly something to be said for, having a mono focus where you don't have to worry about other factions. But I also think that in the future, we are going to see quests that are just for specific factions. Again. And and that's fine, right? Like yes, that's, that's absolutely, absolutely fine. fine. Uh, but I think that answers that. So I think we should probably move on and keep pace. Um, our next one comes from KTS stories. Uh, do we know if the season rebirth system from Diablo three is in Diablo four? I haven't seen anything on it, but with the limited character slots, I'm wondering if it kind of has to be because I feel like people will be full up. Not too many seasons in. I'll turn this over to you guys for your thoughts first. Uh, We have not heard anything about this. Diablo has not said whether there's going to be a seasonal rebirth system. And while we do know a fair amount about how seasons are going to work, we don't know a lot of the nitty gritty details like that. And they've even been kind of, waffling on how seasons themselves are going to work like yeah originally originally i think they weren't going that you weren't going to have any renowned stuff carry over i think that was the original idea none of your renowned stuff you'd have to regrind it from scratch and now it's your shrines of lilith and your discoveries will carry over to your seasonal characters if you ground them out on your main characters i i kind of feel like maybe they haven't entirely decided yet or at least they aren't certain enough to make a big announcement about it. The situation yeah. feels fluid. Plus, yes, I mean, yes, I, it does. I'm not even certain um, if seasonal characters are going to be on the same server because they made a point of eternal realm characters. Yeah, like right now, things. right now, all of us are playing on the eternal realm. That's just yeah. That's they how they it made is. a specific point of like mentioning that those characters were not going to be affected by the season, and I'm sitting there going, "Wait a minute!" So characters like our seasonal character is going to be on a different server. Is there a seasonal server? I'm not saying there shouldn't be. I'm just saying, is that the case? Could you guys tell us what's going on, please? Uh, I have a lot of decisions to make. If I can't, (laughs) you know, if I can't, if I'm not going to have room for, for enough characters, I I need to know. So that's just, that's my take. I I mean, I think we're, I kind of think we're going to figure it out when they figure it out, because it does feel like they've already been changing things because I think they're getting some reactions to this that they didn't expect. Yeah. They were kind of going into this like a traditional sort of Diablo way, which would be seasons, you roll a new character, you race to be the you race to the top. But Diablo 4 is a very different game than Diablo 3 or Diablo 2, where it was kind of a race on the leaderboards. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's the big thing, is like the, if you've spent any time on the internet, you know that seasons right now are a pretty hot debate. Because there's people that are playing Diablo, and this is their first Diablo game. And they're playing it because mm-hmm. it's got a more MMOE type feel. It's got a little more interaction with multiple players. It feels less barren than the other Diablo games. Because by the virtue of how it's set up, you're going to run into other players. It is impossible to never see another player. Um, because there is no offline mode. There's no, There's no, it's only if your friends pop into your game uh, your game lobby or things like that. So they have to sort of account for those new players and those people that are experiencing it for the first time. And there's a lot of people who have their experience is colored by MMOs, like, you know, World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy 14, where some of the stuff they're saying is really not resonating with that, that group of people, like stories. I think at one point they were talking about like the seasonal story elements were not going to come 
to Eternal Realms. So you had... I think that's still the line. Yeah, they haven't changed that. They have not... Yeah. Which, which to me feels like a weird line with everything else that's going on. Like I can understand a rebirth or, or like not having any of your renown, not having any of your statues of Lilith or anything of that stuff. I can understand that, but the story stuff feels like one of the big draws for Diablo four. So you'd want as many people to experience that. And I know that's like a hot debate because people are like, this is just Diablo seasons, get over it. And other people are like, but I want to experience that. But I want to experience it with this character that I've bonded with because I've imprinted on this, you know, druid or barbarian or necromancer. And I don't want to roll another druid or barbarian or necromancer because I've put all this time into it because that's what MMO players. A lot of them do. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have a main, right? They don't. Yes. So it's it's going to be interesting. Four barbarians on their account right now. Uh, <laughs> and others of us don't. And I understand that. It I is have, really something that I get. I have two necromancers and a druid. So. Mm, I guess I'm behind. I'm falling behind here. <laughs> but I mean, it's we'll see how it evolves. It's probably going to shift continually until it actually releases. Then once it actually releases, we'll know. Uh, anything you guys want to add to that before we move on to the next one? No, I think I'm good. All right. This one comes from Roxy. Uh, it's here. It's Roxy here with a silly lore question regarding this week's FX incorporeal incorporeal spawns one or two phantom mobs every once in a while when you're in combat that cast a massive debuff on a long timer they are immune to damage and can be interrupted but they are uh coded as every mob type as the intention is to use hard cc on them uh, originally dks and warriors have no answer to this but this week it's been hot fixed dks can now control undead them Warriors, on the other hand, have no traditional CC and instead can remove an incorporeal mob by casting Shattering Throw on it. Please come up with your best explanation as to how this would work lore-wise. It's mostly because I want Rossi to come up with something silly and crazy for Shattering Throw. I have cats, which are very <laughs> similar to ghosts in many ways. If one of my cats, let's say Sasquatch, has decided he's going to eat the cat of our sick food, our sick cat, Puck, <laughs> I will often spray him with a squirt gun or toss a beanbag at him and go, hey, knock it off. That's what we're doing. We're throwing an axe at somebody and going, hey, stop with that. Just go back to being dead. And they're like, oh, right, yeah, sorry. Just go back to me. That, that's pretty much what you got going. It's it's the treat anything that's bothering you like it was an errant cat approach to dungeon running, which, I mean, <laughs> it's not the most natural to warriors because they don't deal with cats very much, but I feel like most of them would pick it up. Like, think replace cat with anything else they throw axes at to get it to stop. And, and that's a lot of things. Like, I mean, how many times have we been throwing axes at dragons to make their barriers shatter so we can tell them to stop casting that big destroying thing they're going to cast? Mm-hmm, I mean, just mm-hmm. this expansion, Razageth. I threw so many axes at Razageth to get that barrier to go down so we could stop her from doing whatever the heck it was she was doing. So, yeah, no, it's 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 that approach. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for warriors just yelling some loud obscenity and throwing an axe at a ghost. The ghost going, oh, well, I'm sorry. My bad. I shouldn't be here anymore. See you later. And just disappearing back into the aether because that makes as much sense as, you know, me throwing a lightning totem and then somehow that affects the ghost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this this goes back to how warriors need their own battle res where they yell at someone until they get up and start Listen. fighting again. All I can think of is the Carbot's depiction of barbarians, where it's like, rawr, 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 like different tones, like trying to get like, and it's literally for everything. It's how they heal. It's how they deal damage. It's how they find magic items. That's how I envision warriors and wow. Sometimes it like, it's just different types of shouts yelling at your blood to get back in your body, yelling at your soul to get back in your body. That makes perfect sense. Like I'm on board with this. A long time ago, I remember a long time ago, way back, I think Vanilla, when for some reason, warriors had more intelligence than people expected them to have because yes. you were aware. And someone was like, why do you need that? And I was like, because there's this big book called the Big Book of Taunts that I have to read every day so I know when a dragon shows up, what to say to him to make him attack me and not you. Because dragons are really smart and you're doing all the healing. So why is it hitting me in the face and not you? Because I am, I am saying some truly vulgar things in Dragon. Uh, it turns out that Mrathakalta is incredibly obscene and will anger them like you don't believe. And what I'm saying is, you have small claws. 
They don't like that. <laughs> they will immediately be, I'll show you my small claws. You know, so yeah, that uh, that's a, you know something that would make sense to me. That literally, you're just going, "Blood, get back into my body! I'm not done with you yet." Okay, wow, he's mad. <laughs> I mean, can't you heal yourself with frenzied regeneration already? Like, don't you have yeah, something? It, that the ang- yeah. you spend anger to make yourself better. Like, <laughs> a, a fury warrior using bloodthirst is literally healing with every strike. It's not a big heal, but it's still a heal. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm like you know absorbing your blood or whoever's whoever i'm hitting's blood like you know okay i'll just replace my blood with your blood that's fine well that's how we'll do it how are you doing that don't ask questions just Just embrace just embrace he's so angry he's able to force the blood into his own capillaries i don't know it's the power of your own rage and inner fury (laughs) and you can do so much with it you can do so much oh yes 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 I don't know if we have anything else to add to that because I just want warriors to be able to do everything. Like I really do want a warrior. Uh, I want a warrior healing class. that's just different yells. I really, I want that. Oh yeah. I've always wanted that. That's it. That'd be great. Get up. You get up. You feel better. You reattach your arm. Okay. <laughs> it, it reminds me of controllers from city of heroes, right? Like they used various different like powers to air quote heal. Like one of them was like, if your powers were psychic based, you weren't actually being healed. They just made you think you were better. And so you just got up and kept going like that. That's the type of stuff that I, I see. Yeah, like someone actually get him a real doctor before his intestines fall out. That's, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. But for now, this will work. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. There you go. There's your there's your warriors do shattering throw. All right. Anything else to add before we move on to the last one here? Nope. No. All right. Hi, this one's from Corn. Thank you, Corn. I have many skulls for you. Uh, what would happen if the Burning Hells from Diablo invaded the Empire from Warhammer Fantasy Battles roleplay? Are the seven evils worse than chaos? Um, that is a really complicated question. Yeah, that'd be an entire episode of Overwatch. But I'm actually going to give the edge to chaos because. Those are some weird, crazy MFs. <laughs> I've read the Diablo books, and they're they're bad. They're very bad. But they're also almost reasonable in some capacity. Like, we literally just talked about this on Lore Watch. You should listen to Lore Watch. You can make a deal with a primeval and not necessarily be completely boned. At least not immediately. Here, but here's chaos. Chaos in, in Warhammer Universe, here's Papa Nurgle. Papa Nurgle loves your Grandfather Nurgle loves you. He's going to give you his warm embrace. That warm embrace is going to turn you into essentially sentient fungus inside of armor. I hope that's what you wanted, but he does love you. Like, it all comes at, like, an extreme cost. Um, they also feed off of all emotion because they're from the Immaterium, and it's this weird thing where, like, all sentient beings feed into the Immaterium warp. Uh, and so, like, they can be literally anything, and their power is, I don't want to say limitless, because it's really, I, I don't, we don't know, uh, but it's just, they're everywhere. They, I'm going to go try and give people an understanding who don't know Warhammer, but who, who might have read uh, Michael Moorcock. I want you to think of chaos from Warhammer as, like, the chaos lords from Moorcock, if you gave them meta-amphetamines at every moment. Yeah. Like, like just continuously popping speed because it's like take that kind of raw we we like chaos and we'll go along with anything as long as it's chaotic enough and then just make them like screaming down the highway at 5000 mph with like rockets strapped to the back of a go-kart like they they there's no like the, the burning hells they have a plan chaos has no plans well no, they, no they, they have they have plans but there's multiple different plans or like one of them there's entire plan is i want to sense everything that's it that's its entire plan doesn't matter what it is it is followers of it just want to sense things corn i mean not to call you out here I, I really appreciate the work you do thank you uh you're all about sort of the fighting and the blood and the the, the guts and the, the the viscera of the universe you know, the only thing that makes you better, like happier than having your berserkers go out there is watching orcs fight. Cause that's the only thing that fights fightier than berserkers. Like there is a plan, but the plans themselves are at odds with each other. And they're so completely out from left field. 
it, there is no rhyme or reason, and you can't really negotiate. There is no conversation to be had with them. And now, in terms of the Burning Hills actually invading the Empire, I don't know that the Empire would immediately know what to do about it. True. Because the Empire would be prepared for chaos things. Mm-hmm. Or enemies like orcs or what have you. Having a bunch of demons that actually strategize show up would be a change. But I don't think they'd be that much on the back foot either. Because they're used to fighting all sorts of stuff. Um, I, I definitely think that there would be losses, but I don't think that the Empire is going to fall over it. I'd love to see the I'd love to see the uh, the forces of the Hells go against the uh, Chromatic College of Wizards. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Warhammer is a, a wonderful love of mine, and I I could really do an entire episode entirely about that. And I. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know if there's anything else to add to that yet. Although one day maybe we'll have a game that we play in which the Burning Hells invade war- the Warhammer Fantasy mm-hmm. Battles universe because I do have those books, both of them. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to add? No, I think that's good. And I think Liz doesn't know or care much about Warhammer, so I don't think she'll have much. My my knowledge here is zero, much like my knowledge of Warcraft lore. Eh. I think you know more about yeah. Warcraft lore just because you've done the raids so you at least recognize okay. that's fair. Hey- I do know more about Lorecraft lore than I know about Warhammer lore. That is that is a fact. Fair. All right, but I guess I'm going to do the thing then, unless there's anything you want to add before that, Matt? Sure. I guess you could tell me to do it, but I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, I can recite Wing this it. in my sleep, and sometimes I do. Uh, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means this podcast signing community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast with a queue and an ads-free site experience. Uh, thank you very much, Joe, and thank you to Liz as well for helping catch things I missed earlier and uh, just generally both for you for being here. Uh, this is, again, been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you've got a question for the show, you can send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch so we know it's for this show. Joe, go into that folder because there's like seven lore watch questions are I, oh i'm aware trust me i'm aware i've already started planning this week's episodes questions list as a result of it so if you but have you more out there go, keep sending yeah. them in but you can also go to our discord server and that's where i got today's questions uh except for the one from corn because corn just dms them too. um which is you know having the, you know i find it weird that corn dms you like yeah. i feel i feel like i haven't earned the 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 god of destructions uh oh like view yet what do i have to do corn tell me tell me what yeah, i have I to do i think it's more that corn likes to make me upset <laughs> <laughs> i'm really uncomfortable that the, this thing is calling me and not joe just call joe uh but if you you know want to use our discord we've got two channels there there's the patron uh q and podcast questions channel for our patrons because you guys rock and keep us going and for you who cannot be our patrons we totally understand heart life is tough things are going really weird right now so there's the non-patron just q and podcast questions channel where you can ask us questions that's where i got roxy's questions so you know that use that one too uh yeah that's that's how you can contact us and tell us you know what you want us to talk about and you ask us questions and all that good stuff um but this has been the blizzard watch podcast thank you all so much for being here with us and we will see you next week Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.